Hey, this is Ben. And this is Forrest from John Forrest and the Model Citizens. And you're listening to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Minnesota Music Shakedown, a podcast dedicated to spinning some of the best original Twin Cities and beyond area music. Featured this week are music by Courtney Yasmine and music and interview with John Forrest and the Model Citizens. Also part three of three with the top five Bob Dylan songs of all time with a celebrity guest panel of T.D. Mishke, Courtney Yasmine, Ryan Young of Trampled by Turtles, and myself with guest judges Nicole Stanton and Samuel John. I'm your host, Mark Sterry, and thank you for supporting live and local music. Hi, I'm Courtney Yasmine, and you're listening to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. track off her 2021 album Red Roses and Cowgirl Dreams. Next up is Forrest and Ben from John Forrest and the Model Citizens discussing their 2022 EP Love is a Company. Afterwards, hear their song Falling Down. John Forrest and the Model Citizens, welcome to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Thanks for having us. So we have doing well, thanks. We, we have Ben and Forrest. Who's John Forrest then? That's me. Uh, it's John is my middle name. So then I said we started, I don't know, I just came up with it as a, kind of a stage name, as it were, but Forrest is my actual name. Okay. Cool. Where are you guys from? Uh, I'm from Minneapolis. I born and raised, and I grew up in Brooklyn Park, and now I live in Minneapolis. Very cool. How about you, Ben? I'm, I'm, uh, I live in Bloomington now, but I'm from Milwaukee area originally. Are you a Brewers God, fan? No. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I've had a lot of I'm from Wisconsin myself and I used to go down to home opener every single year forever till like a couple years ago. I love the brew crew. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was the biggest bummer moving up here is there's no tailgating. None. Nothing quite like it. Yeah. Used to be at the Saints games, you could tailgate there when it was at Midway Stadium, and now that's uh uh no longer, but there's live music in front of the Saints games now, so that's pretty cool. Um, yep. So, how'd you guys get your band together? Craigslist. Really? Go ahead, Forrest. Yeah, but mostly Craigslist. Yeah, Cra- Craigslist was the the where we got the results. But I uh, I put out a record first as John Forrest, and then I worked with a producer on that, 
And I believe that came out in 2018. And that was with uh, Jacob Gossel was his name. He is a musician and from Minneapolis. And we put that record out. And then after that came out, I put an ad out on Craigslist looking for other musicians to play it live. And eventually we all got together. Cool. So you guys are a three-piece then? We are a four-piece. Four-piece? All right. Who's all in the band? So it's uh, me on guitar and vocal, and then Ben on lead guitar, and then Drew on the bass, and then Mitch plays the drums. Cool. Do you guys got some up, uh, some cool shows coming up this summer? We've got one tomorrow. That's what we have on the book so far, and then we've got a lot of emails where are you playing? To, where are you playing tomorrow? Tomorrow we're playing at uh, Sociable Cider Works in oh, Northeast cool. Minneapolis. Very cool. I've played there before. Does it all? Does it have to be all original music there still? Um, I'm not sure. I, we haven't played there before, but we got put on the bill with another band, so I don't know how they do it. But we our set is usually all originals. Sometimes we throw a cover in there, but for this one, it's going to be all originals. Cool. What cover songs do you guys do? We've done a few. Um, Springsteen? We did. Yeah. yeah, we have a we did a Bruce Springsteen once. We've done a couple songs by The Strokes we've covered. And then... We did that Rack on Tours band. song once. Oh, yep. Rack on Tours, you said? Yeah, yeah. Steady As She Goes, we played for one that's show. Class. Yeah, Jack White, that's cool. Did you go see Springsteen when he was in town a few weeks ago? No, that's a lot of capital to go see Springsteen. Yes. I, I did not either. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to go. My aunt actually took me, and I wasn't nice. going to go either because it was a that's a rich man's game, in my opinion. But <laughs> I was blown away because he's seventy three, and he was rocking out like he was young and hungry musician up and coming in the scene. I could not believe the energy and enthusiasm he had. What a great role model he is for us musicians. That you know you can do this for a very long time is what I learned. And uh, pretty interesting. What Springsteen song do you cover? Yeah, it was the I'm blanking on the name, but uh, what was Ben? Dancing in the wonder? dark. There it is. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, that was actually the, I think the video for that was filmed in the Twin Cities, and that's oh, what. Yeah. yeah, and Courtney Cox from the TV show Friends. I, I believe that's that. where, I that's Courtney. where she was discovered when she came up on the. When she came up on, he pulled her up on stage. They started dancing, and they did that kind of cheesy swinging '80s dance. And he did that when he did it live, kind of, kind of mimicking and making fun of himself. But yeah, I, I yep. think that was filmed in the Twin Cities too. That's that that video for that song. Um, nice. So you yeah, guys kind of jazz that one up a bit too. Very cool. Um, yep. So you guys' newest EP is "Love Is a Company." Um, are, who's the primary songwriter? Forrest, you write all the songs. Mostly, I write all the lyrics and kind of the bass composition. I'll usually, with a lot of them, some of, I know two of the songs on that EP, we all kind of worked with together and came up with from scratch together. Like, I know the uh, Nowhere I'd Rather Be, that was pretty collaborative throughout the whole thing. And lyrics, I write most of the time. But, and now with our new stuff that we're working on now, it's a lot of it, especially the composition is very collaborative between all of us. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Happy birthday and falling down. We're like, we've been playing those for a long time and Forrest kind of brought those ones in. But yeah, the, since we have the lineup we got now, we wrote summer and company and nowhere. Where did you guys track your EP? At noise together studios in Milwaukee. You guys went down to Milwaukee, Sin City. Yep. Oh yeah, my. So we, we just set aside like a, a three day weekend, drove down, set up one day and then just ripped the whole EP out on a Saturday went back Sunday morning to hear the rough mixes and then we just work with them remotely. In Milwaukee, how'd you stay sober enough the whole time to record a CD? Or an <laughs> That's album? the tough part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So the song Nowhere I'd Rather Be was on my podcast previously. And do you mind telling us about how, what, what's the impetus, like what was the inspiration behind that song? How you tracked it? Just a little bit about the story behind that song. Well, that one... Lyrically, I with a lot of my songs, I try and kind of tie some personal story into something that I am thinking about kind of larger scale, like societally. So that one and a lot of like a recurring theme that I'm kind of interested in is social media and like the digital age. I think it's a 
like that moving in in the 21st century and kind of changing the dynamics of how people interact and relationships. And with that song specifically, it it's kind of the story is that I'm distracted by like the first line is I wish I remembered your laugh for at least half. And that's that I'm like, I'm losing track of things in my life by distractions on my phone. And all I can remember is like ads for teeth whitening products. Like that's, that's taking up space in my, on my wavelength when I could be thinking about things that are actually important in life. Nice. Nice. Um, so musically you said that was real collaborative. So how'd you put the song together? Well, well, I think just a couple that, of riffs, right? Like you had yeah, a couple I of riffs. Think I, I think I came in we, to practice with like one riff and it was kind of a slower song. And then we started jamming with it and kind of picked up the pace and then Ben came in with a part and then we, it just kind of went from there. Very cool. Yeah, that one really did start out pretty slow compared to how it ended up. So yeah, it's a rocker, man. Who's your guys's influences as far as band and recording and songwriting? It's kind of all over the board. I know like when we were trying to come up with cover songs, we can never decide because we have like, we all have different kind of genre favorites, but I think where we, kind of meet up is like as far as like music and recording i'm a big fan of dan arbach and the black keys that's i've just as far as like modern music i've always kind of looked to them i like their recording process i like their kind of philosophy with writing and music and obviously i i'm the classic stuff like the beatles and everything i grew up listening to them and the kind of the dad rock era like my dad he's my dad's almost 70 so he I had the influence of all the music of that era when I was growing up and whatnot. Allman Brothers. Absolutely. And I was more, I was more of the Midwest emo and guy, and I guess a little bit of a deadhead too. So, but we had kind of that, that coverage on like the Allman Brothers and like the Black Keys or whatever. And, um, Drew was in a, was in another band. It was pretty big before this. It was, um, Culture Cry Wolf. So he's more of the, the ska punk influence. And then, Mitch is more like the killers and the uh, the Lumineers type of thing, but we all have little slivers where we overlap, so kind of comes together. I gotcha. Isn't the Violent Femmes from Milwaukee? Yep, they are. I think that's the big one. Yeah, that's the big one. Um, yeah, the Bodine. Steve Miller. Steve Miller. I forgot about that. He's a classic too. Um, how about so? You guys said your favorite song off the EP was "Falling Down." What's the story behind that song? That one was just kind of a simple one that I kind of came up with. It was, that one's kind of involving just like your, like a, how like someone can deal with their own mental health or if they're going through something and it's the same kind of thing, like the theme of like what people portray online versus what the reality of what's happening in their life. And that one just kind of a, kind of like a call out saying like yeah we all need a friend or we need someone to talk to and hang out with and just be present with awesome and musically i think the uh i think only thing i can remember is the uh, pre-chorus is the that thing you do beat i think that's what we called out in practice <laughs> that double snare so that's funny that thing you do beat um so i'll probably play another song on the podcast too how about the first one summer and company sure what's the story behind that song that one was that one I actually wrote the lyrics for uh, prior. I had a lot of the lyrics I write are separate kind of from the music and sometimes I'll, I'll combine them later and then use them. And that one, same thing. I know it's, I, it, it, the theme kind of in that EP was similar, but it was that was kind of like, again, the portrayal of a life online as being like glamorous and perfect and happy. And then it being more of a business. And that one is like, I'm being tricked by these businesses. Like I have like friends or something like that. Like you see all these ads where it's like, you just get pushed products and ideas and things that are supposed to make your life better that are really just trying to take money from you. I hear you. Do you guys have any upcoming recording projects? Are you still writing songs? Yeah. We actually just, we just finished recording another EP in Milwaukee again with at Noise Together. We 
did that, was that uh, two weeks ago now? Like, yeah, it was uh, St. Patty's weekend. We're down there. So we did another four-song EP there, and now we're just working through the mixes, and we're getting those ready to put out at some point. Outstanding. Um, so I saw you guys have played, like, First Avenue. Is that 7th Street Entry? Yep. Yes. What's some other favorite places you guys have that you perform at? Uh, we just played at the Amsterdam a few weeks ago. That was a ton of fun. Um, sound was awesome there. We played the 331. We played the White Squirrel a bunch. That place is a ton of fun. Yeah, definitely the White Squirrel. They, that's a fun place to play. It's a nice small stage, but it's a, it's a fun bar to play just because it's, it's a nice intimate venue. So you can bring... It doesn't have to be a ton of people, and it feels like a really packed room, and the it's a nice place to play. Yeah, the staff's really cool there as well. Yeah. Cool. So if people want to get a hold of you or book you, how, what's your website and that kind of stuff? We mainly have gone through Instagram. That's like how we promote most of it, We have, which is John Forrest MN. And then we have a website as well, and that's a Wix site that's all linked through Linktree we have. And that's that has a website and then the links to all of our streaming services and YouTube channel and whatnot.
would like to take a minute or two to thank the two sponsors of this week's podcast, ID Chrysler Zombrota and the B-Dale Club. Very interesting developments as far as ID Chrysler Zombrota. I went down there last week to get a new key fob and wound up coming home with a brand new Jeep Cherokee X. It's a long story, but I am very grateful to Monir and the whole crew down there for sponsoring this podcast for all these years. And now I've picked up my third family vehicle from there. And I really encourage everybody to head down there and talk to Monir and the crew if you're looking for a new vehicle at a good rate. And I know always make fun of my bad credit from earlier. Worked on that, came back. So my buddy Clyde rode with me down there. And I couldn't be happier with the vehicle I got. And they were so helpful. I really encourage everyone to head down there if you're looking for a new vehicle. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. It's right on my damn keychain. And their website is ambrotacdjr.com. Or drive down towards Rochester on US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Zabrota, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. I worked with Monir, with Dakota, and Griffin. Great guys. Check out ID Chrysler Zombrota today. Enjoy a safe summer season full of adventure memories in a new ride like I just got last week. Next up, the B-Dub Club, the BDC 2100, one of my favorite bars in the St. Paul, Roseville, Minnesota area. I love all the folks down there. What great friends, big supporters of live and local music, great food with the Brothers Eatery, and their motto is simple, a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. This Thursday, Andy Crowley, Nicole Stanton, myself, and Brian Johnson will be rocking, rocking the hell out of B-Dub Club from 7 to 10. It's going to be a blast. Come on down there. Natalie, Shelley, Dustin, the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards as of late. My libation of choice is a classic screw-up. Brought to me by my buddy Tony at Shoreview. But screw-up, vodka OJ7. And they are to quote 16-time world champion Ric Flair. Tasty little devils. Live music, pool table, pull tabs, Tuesday night chess society, bingo, meat raffle, bocce ball Thursdays starting this week, and much, much more B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one today next up is part three of three with the top five bob dylan songs of all time with the celebrity guest panel of td mishki courtney s mine ryan young of trampled by turtles and myself with guest judges nicole stanton and samuel john enjoy okay we're back here with the top five bob dylan songs greatest hits to present to younger audience here at the b-dale club and we're starting with courtney what is your number one bob dylan song for this list Idiot wind. Ooh, interesting. Take that, motherfuckers. (laughs) I love that song. That song, young songwriters who've never heard Bob Dylan, they need to hear that. They need to feel that. They need to embrace that. And they need to have the courage to be that. (laughs) Nice. Can I ask you a couple of questions about that song? Sure. I've always been bothered by that song. And let me ask you if this makes sense. It's known as the divorce album. My fear is that's him talking about Sarah. And the level of brutality in that just goes a little far for me, and I don't enjoy it because of that. Yeah. Talking about this woman who he's divorcing, and he's laying into her pretty good. Now, when positively, not positively, Vern Gagne, good. Yeah, what was was the song uh, when? um, uh, Oh, you brought up what was the what was what were positively Fourth Street? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna crank that the second we're done, as loud as my radio will go. That's. Oh, I know the song, which hasn't been brought up. It hasn't been brought up. uh, well, it ain't no use to sit in one. Hey, Tom, I haven't gone yet, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, come on, you can't sing a song. With, with, with well, wait a minute. What I was going to say was <laughs> that song, that song, don't think twice, it's all right. That song was written about Suze Rotolo, who was his girlfriend, who had left to go to Europe, and he felt so dissed and so horribly treated by her, ditching him that he wrote this brutal song and all the guys who knew their relationship in Greenwich Village said sorry 
but I mean, it, it ties in with what I want to ask you. All the guys what? said, boy, that's incredibly unfair to her. You know, you basically were the one who ruined that relationship, and she loved you and cared for you and did everything. The craziness around you just got too much, and she was going to Europe anyway, and you just beating her up like she dropped you. And they got down on that. That one didn't bother me as badly. But I have a hard time believing when you learn about his wife that she deserved idiot wind. So I struggle with that song. Jacob Dylan has said, for the record, it's hard for me to appreciate an album that is all about my parents' divorce. Well, that song, it must be really hard to hear his dad rip into his mom that way. I'm a Scotty boy. Don't talk bad about my mama. So I'm just throwing that out. Does that give you pause? Um, Not so fuck I it. Wrote, He's cutting a promo. So I, I wrote a first novel that is out, and it's actually a bestseller right now on Amazon. What's it called? And it's called A Girl Called Sydney, The Coldest Place. And it's based on my own childhood experience and then leaving Chicago and driving straight north to northern Minnesota obsessed with the music of Bob Dylan in 1978. But the whole first part of the book is about how um, how shocking my home life was with my parents and my brother. And um, I, I want to say that people like me are grateful that there are people like Bob who are willing to say the vicious, ugly things um, because I feel that the human experience has those things. And I think you're a hypocrite if you are going to say that you never were in a relationship with someone who you love dearly, who sometimes you thought, if I could, I would kill him with an ex right now. I think, I think you're a hypocrite if you don't think that you ever, or maybe you're just better adjusted than I am because I came from a bad family. But I, I'm grateful to Bob that he could write like that about people that he loved because that's real life for me. Wow, Courtney, you just that she's was, well that spoken. Was well said. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And I will say it is it is <laughs> No, I was gonna defend her. I will say it is fair when you realize that he also wrote uh, Shelter from the Storm, which is one of the most loving you songs. You need to stop for this dropping woman. those songs on my list. Yeah. And, and he's basically giving Sarah credit for saving his life. So he, in that album, it's both. It's both both his vitriol and his gratitude. So I agree with you that he's basically exploring the full palette. Well, and if I have any exception with Bob Dylan, it's more the kinds of quotes that he said. Like, I I don't know if this is true, but I think that he was quoted as saying that 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 no no um, female songwriters are good at all. <laughs> and so, I mean, I and then like, there's a song that starts with the word "lay" of his that has words that are very like what we would just say now just totally inappropriate sexist misogynist i just yeah exactly. so there's another there's another Wait part to Can all you help that. me out uh, lay lady lay mm -hmm. what help uh, find find me the line i'm sorry i don't know it automatically it isn't like obvious to me. You can have your cake and eat it too. Why wait any longer for the one you love when he's standing in front of you? I mean, I don't know. There are lines. I guess those aren't even the best ones. But it sounds kind of like how when Bruce Springsteen did, Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you? I just saw him last Sunday. That was pretty I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to go there with that stuff... It's like talking about Woody Allen's private life. You either God, accept Courtney, the art you're, or you Your don't. perspective on things is is really interesting. Thanks. And I, you stand. Wow. Yeah. You, you know it's hard. You need for a me, woman's it's hard perspective for me to believe on it. that Bob Dylan said there aren't any good female singer songwriters because Jewel is famous for being taken on the road with them, and she credits him with changing her life with how he treated her how respectful he was to her how good he was to her songwriting so let's hope he didn't say that yeah, let's hope he never I've said that I've not heard that quote I want to just not officially say Bob said that okay I hope he didn't because yeah. that's always bothered me of and course because I, I consider Cheryl him Crow one of my heroes just uh, he was unbelievably good to her a mentor to her and Alicia Keys he wrote a song about Alicia Keys yeah. That's also later in his career. He might have said he was young and a little cowboy. Who knows? Yeah, Treated Joan yeah. Baez like shit, I want to say. <laughs> okay, guys, we got to keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. 
What's in, who's in, who's number two? <laughs> Ryan. Ryan, what's oh, your number one pick? Okay. As old Tom rattled <laughs> off Bob Dylan's greatest hits. Well, uh, I suppose we can't do like you know uh, honorable mentions or anything because there's like no. So I got something else we're doing. There'll be no okay. honorable mentions, Ryan. You bring no, that up not again. Not a one. <laughs> You're off the panel. Because there's like a bunch of good ones here. Um, all right, I'm just gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, Quinn the Eskimo. Wow, didn't see I that coming. That. That's one of my favorite picks <laughs> of that the day, coming. and it was gonna be mine. You are a fucking genius. Um, I did not see it's, that coming. It, it's not the best God. choice if I'm going to try to win this thing because, like, I've got other ones like Maggie's Farm and I cover Quinn. I love um, that song, but I just I picked that one. Uh, it's uh, it's just always been a favorite of mine, and it, it kind of goes back to how uh, earlier we were talking about how uh, you know he didn't spend a lot of time recording. Took take one or take two. Dylan's version of that song is so chaotic and just uh, it it sounds like a practice. You know the the the, the background singers aren't on mic. You know they're you, they're they're singing from across the room, and but the the vibe of it is awesome and it's just got such a bouncy awesome thing and the the words are like a nursery rhyme kind of or you know just yeah what's it about (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's about a guy who there when he gets here everything's gonna be fucking great everybody loves him he's somewhat one of the first beadle club presidents there (laughs) i don't know okay who's next um Tom? Tom, number All right, three. Tom, what's your, what's your number one, my friend? Why do you keep saying number one? Our number one was the first song we did tonight. Yeah, I know, but that's how we've been doing it for seven, eight number years. One? <laughs> number one? Yeah, Quinn the Eskimo is not my number one, probably. Yeah, but it's not number one. <laughs> it's, it's a good one, though. Okay, uh, this, I think, is a good number one, though. I honestly think this would have to be in any list... Say we didn't do five, say we did seven. This should be in there. I think the point at which Bob Dylan crossed over from I'm going to write a song to I am a poet who will one day win the Nobel Prize in literature, the point at which that happened was Mr. Tambourine Man. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. No one said that. No. And that, that song... I was wondering why nobody has, said it. Has moved. I don't like it. Very has much. moved people so profoundly, powerfully, and I mean, when you hear songwriters oh talk God. about that song, professional songwriters, there is an awe in the in the ineffable in that song. And when I say ineffable, we can't with words describe why it pulls off what it pulls off. It. It's it's otherworldly. It's in another place that is not otherworldly in that subterranean homesick blues is where you just go, okay, the guy's on drugs and lyrics are being written left and right. Uh, this is thoughtful, poetically thoughtful, but you get in a dizzy, drunken kind of state listening to those lyrics. And the number of songwriters I have heard from Bono to David Crosby to others say... When they get to the line to dance beneath the diamond sky with one hand waving free, they break down. There is something in that line itself. That just line. that line. That's Bob's you, line. That, that's, that's, it's the same thing that happens. Chris Christopherson in uh, Ken Burns' great country music thing starts to recite Hank Williams' line, uh, the silence of a falling star lights up a purple sky and Chris Christopherson breaks down because he knows he's reciting one of the greatest lines ever written in country music. Same thing happens with that Beneath the Diamond Sky and I think, I think that's why Mr. Tambourine Man would have to be on a list. I agree. I would just like to add that Joker Man is picks up where Mr. Tambourine Man leaves off. Wow. So if you care if you care to listen to Joker Man, think of it in the context of it's the more I think it's the more in depth, more personalized Mr. Tambourine Man. Wow, I am going to listen to Joker Man when I get home because I've never heard anybody say that and now i got to listen to it. It's like hearing you should listen to Dark Side of the Moon and, and watch The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, who hasn't like had a hard time sleeping and wanted somebody to give him a tambourine solo? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a good transition. All right, my number one. And the last one. 
Drum roll. I realize I'm not winning this because that's ridiculous. But so my number one is uh, when my when I first discovered Bob Dylan, I loved the Free Will and Bob Dylan record. I had this old piece of shit Ford Tempo car, and I'll never forget driving around with my dad to the hunting shack or stuff like that. And I'd had and he loved Bob Dylan, loved the greatest hits. And I remember I played the the Free Will and Bob Dylan record to him. And of course he had that, knew that very well. And when this song came on, he goes, I, I, da- I listened to this when I dated your mother. And it was, uh, it just reminds me of my father. Uh, the girl from the North Country. Oh. On uh, Free Will and Bob Dylan. That's Wonderful. my number one. Okay, so we've gotten through our number ones. It's time now for our wrinkle, and then our judges will go around the bar and present their case to the folks, and we'll find out who got first and second place that shit bottle of booze. Uh, The wrinkle for this is, we talked about how Jimi Hendrix covered Bob Dylan. We talked about how Garth Brooks covered Bob Dylan. Adele covered Bob Dylan. Hell, my grandma covered Bob Dylan. The wrinkle question is, we're going reverse order. I'm screwed again. If you're, you got it, and you got like 10 seconds to think of this one. If you were at the B Dell Club, right here we're at right now, tonight, in a band set up right now in the next five minutes, and it was a Bob Dylan cover band of one of your favorite bands, what band would you like to hear cover, do a Bob Dylan cover song night at the B Dell Club? Oh. Hmm. Wow. So, what word did I finish? So, I go first? Yeah, you, you, you left off, Mark. I'm going to say what band I think would do an interesting take on Bob Dylan's catalog. Soul Asylum. And what song? <laughs> a, a whole night of Bob Dylan covers. Okay. I'd love to see Soul Asylum do a Bob Dylan right. cover night. I'm going to give you the band and the song. Ooh. I'm going to take it a step. At the Beedle yeah. Club, we're drinking here Guinness. Yeah. What band do you want to hear? Set up in that they, corner. Okay, does it have to be a band that still exists? No, hell no. They, okay. could have ne- they possibly could have never existed, Ryan. Oh. It, could be, it could be one you're making <laughs> up. All right, I want the guitar player from Megadeth. <laughs> Marty Friedman? The, the drummer from... Uh, no, never mind. Yeah, let's okay. go this way. Go ahead. Marty Friedman? Uh, I just... That came up top of I was going to say Slayer because I like metal. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, Megadeth doing Dylan would probably be interesting. But... Dude, I love that answer! <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with that. Yes! Megadeth does Dylan. Tom, you go next. I want two different groups. You or... get one. That's the rules. You drive... Okay, the sign one's, says one's if, they're, if they're ill, the other one shows. Because they could, they could be sick. Megadeth is my around. favorite answer ever. So it's going to be Ricky Lee Jones doing Subterranean Homesick Blues. <laughs> okay, okay. Which, by the way, she kills. Find it. Find Ricky Lee Jones' version of Subterranean Homesick Blues. I don't ever want to hear Dylan's again. She How nails it. Just a band playing Dylan all night. What band sitting in that corner? He wants Megadeth. I want Soul I want Ricky Lee Jones' band. Okay? Rockin'? Quit arguing with me. <laughs> I got Ricky Lee Jones' band doing Subterranean Homesick Blues. And warming up for her is Eliza Gillickson doing Love Minus Zero No Limit. That's one of my favorite. I should have put that oh, song. God damn it, good. Tom. That's pretty good. I should have picked some of my favorite Dylan songs. I should have oh picked God. it. All right, Courtney. You're up. You're on the spot. Oh my God, that's so hard for me to even think Five, about. But four. I feel like three, I have to do a one. Two. One. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say that I think it has to be Lucinda Williams. Ooh, good pick. That's a good pick. All right. So, um, you, and and of course she does that lovely version of Positively Fourth Street. Yes. Yeah. And then I just want to say one thing. One of my favorite Bob Dylan songs that didn't come up is "I Shall Be Released." Oh, I do that one. Um, I love, love that, one. that song. The best cover I have ever heard of that song is by Grace Potter. Oh. Um, you have to look it up. She does an amazing rendition of it. Like okay, you said, great. I never want to hear Bob Dylan's version of it ever again. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's so, unbelievable. So, it brings me to tears every single then, time. And Thank I've got to m- make a mental note of that because y- that's high praise because it's been done by everybody. Yeah, yeah no, she and, has the best yeah. version. So she has cool. this great that, organ that intro. Good wrinkle question is like, mm. what's the best Dylan cover song you that you've heard? We could oh, do yeah, that, that is a great question because the true, true measure in my mind of a songwriter 
is how many people cover the song and make you love it again over and over and over again oh. with each new version. I've got well, my answer. Okay, uh, let's hear it, Most of you have never heard it, probably never heard it, but there's Bobby Darren. He's the guy that sang Mac the Knife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he did Darren a cover great. of uh, I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. That's incredible. I love that oh. song. That was going to be on my list. But his cover of that is better than the original. Okay, oh, I have a, I have one that's wow. local. Let's do, let's do that. Wow. Let's do the loop quick. Ryan, I am making a note of that. I do not know that song. I did a Bob Dylan tribute show with some local artists in the Twin Cities the last couple of years in a row, I think. And um, we did it at First Avenue and we did it at the Turf Club. And I remember that it was the guy named Terry Walsh and the band is called... Dem- Belfast Cowboys. Yep. yep. And they did Joker Man... Nice. Cool. And I couldn't believe how great it was. Okay, uh, Tom, you got one, or else I'm going to dive in too. You go I got ahead. Some too. I'm going to go. You. The best, the best Bob Dylan cover I have ever heard. Changed my life. Literally changed how I play guitar. Stage presence, confidence, fucking haircut. Eric Clapton on Bob Dylan's 30th anniversary covering "Love Minus Zero, oh, cool. No Limit." Oh, cool. Okay, I've got mine. I'm a piano player, and uh, I'm a big Leon Russell fan. That's my favorite musician of all time, homeboy. His version of Hard Rain is one of not only the greatest Bob Dylan covers I've ever heard, just playing one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. You know Leon's my favorite musician of all time. I met him. I got to tell you a story. I met him in Nashville. I hooked. It's a long story. Do you know that within the last three days, his book has come out? He's dead. Long dead. His book has come out. Posthumously, the we got to do a Leon Russell because life. he's one of the most no. important underground There's musicians all of all time. Of he's my favorite musician all over the of all world time. Being written right now about Leon because his book came out March 11th. Oh, oh wow. my God! I, okay, amazing. So, so everyone said there. I, so I have some honorable mentions. If I can squeeze them in quick. Sure, quick. Because I, I didn't. So a couple things I didn't hear tonight were. Um, so I grew up. I'm a millennial, and and I went through a punk band phase. My Chemical Romance did a cover of Desolation Row. Oh. Um, and then the other mention that I didn't hear tonight was Knock on Heaven's Door because I listened to the Guns N' Roses growing up a lot. Oh, of course. And the third one is... These are good mentions. ...is Wagon Wheel. So... Never thank you for that, Bob, Sam. Bob Dylan... you got to be careful on that one, though. He only gets half credit. He only gets half oh, credit. And so it's, 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 it's... So he wrote... Uh, I think they called it Rock Me Mama. It was a partial mm-hmm. song, right? From like the 70s. For Pat Garrett and, and then the late 90s, lead singer of Old Crow Medicine Show picked it up and wrote more verses to it and recorded it as Wagon Wheel. Yeah, wow. he wrote. But Dylan, I don't know Dylan story. gets thank full you. credit on the chorus, but okay. I think it's that's a split deal. But yeah. And that's, uh, that's, thank you and for that's bringing one of the most up, popular Sam. songs thank of all you, time, Sam. arguably, right? Because yeah. I mean, most well known songs, right? Yeah, well, and I'm also surprised yeah. Blowing in the Wind didn't come up oh, either. Right. Blowing oh, for in God's the wind. sake. I kept thinking about Blowing in the Wind. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for somebody to bring that but one up. But I feel up. like that song is boring. It Sorry. is. It is. Boring. It is. But it's it's one of those where I think it's just, it's classic Dylan. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my it God. It is. It is. It's like saying that Leonard Cohen Alleluia is boring. You know, you just, you don't get to say that, like, Amazing Grace is boring. You don't get to, you know, some things you can't. Boy, right, that's a, right. I can't say that. That's actually brilliant. I would put "Blown in the Wind" in the exact same category as "Hallelujah." Yeah. It, its problem is overhyped, overplayed, yeah. over talked about. Yeah. Okay, guys, I got to call this. So, Nicole, quick, can you read for the when this will be on part three? Can you read what everyone picked and their wrinkle, and then we'll take a second. And you go figure out who won. You want me to go name by name? Yes, please. All right. For so, number one pick, so go with Courtney and go through the whole thing. So, starting with Courtney, number one was like a Rolling Stone. You want me to go Ryan's number one? No, just go through hers, and we'll go. Okay. Through so, Courtney, number one, like a Rolling Stone. Number two, Hurricane. Number three, I used to care, but things have changed. Number four, Joker Man. And five, Idiot Wind. Ryan, what, was the, what was the wrinkle question? What band would she have played the B deal covers? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, what I said you Lucinda, Lucinda Williams. Lucinda, Lucinda Williams. Williams. Next up. Um, next up is Ryan. His number one was Times They Are a Change Him. Number two, Positively Fourth Street. Number three, Isis. Number four, Buckets of Rain. 
And number five, Quinn the Eskimo. And his wrinkle question was Mega Death. Which oh honestly, God, the best answer I've I ever I think heard in my I would life. pay awesome. money to see Mega oh Death cover Dylan. That. Like, right. that would actually be really freaking cool. Oh. All right. And then we have Tom up as lucky number three. He's been talking about all night. All right. So Tom's number one, lucky <laughs> number three. Tom's number one was Tangled Up in Blue. Number two was Song to Woody. Number three, Murder Most Foul. Number four, Hard Rain's Gonna Fall. And number five, Mr. Tambourine Man. And then Mark was number four. He had for his number one, To Make You Feel My Love. Number two, All Along the Watchtower. Number three, The Man in Me. Four, When I Paint My Masterpiece. And five, Girl from the North Country. And then, Tom, what was your... You had two. Yeah, so my Ricky Lee Jones and her backup band for Subterranean Homesick. Yeah, and Mark, what was yours again? Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum, that's right. All right, so we'll start with the runner-up first. First of all, we want to... Oh, are we not running yet? Take that. Yeah, you're running. Okay, so which is the runner-up? The Grizzly Bears? Whatever this is. The number one is this and that. This is second place? All right, so so second place is just absolutely... Just foulness in a bottle. <laughs> That's Liquor a, most foul. Liquor most foul in a bottle. That's all I can say. And then our first place is going to be this really sick Charlie Daniels band vinyl. And the trophy. Yeah. And the is. trophy of Grizzly Adams, which honestly, oh, which is a picture of Grizzly Adams with the Beatle Club tag, and it's this top five Bob Dylan song winner. Cool. And the date, yes. And the date. All right, awesome. Um, so we first want to start off by saying that you all picked really, really good songs. We loved how you prefaced every single one of them, the stories you told behind, um, the thought process you had, all of it. I think we had really good discussions behind every single one of them, and it was just really fun hearing everybody's. Um, Wasn't a bad list. No, was not a bad list whatsoever. Um, There are definitely some you could have added. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, what's on here? I don't think is anything wrong it's perfect um so we're gonna go with the runner up second place we are going to give to ryan Ah! (laughs) um and we are giving this to you um because oh my god he's taking a drink He took a drag of the foul liquor bottle. Oh, my God. Oh, you. Oh, it just looks foul from faces. Um, Isn't it made out of pine pine needles? It's it's made of paint. That is absolutely. It's paint thinner. Um, But no, we want to say you picked really good songs. All the songs on your list are great. But just how you introduced them and the promo behind it made me want to get into our car and Sam as well. I think she quit trample to be a pro wrestling. Yeah, get into our car and go listen to these songs on the way home. Um, So that's the reason that we picked you for number one. I mean, sorry, number two. Runner up. Right. Bravo. Do you want to do number one or do you want to make you one? You got it. You're okay, right. awesome. And then for number one, after a considerable, considerate amount of time to brief him, um, we want to give the first place spot to Courtney. Whoa! So um, we yeah. both immediately said it right away that we picked you Aww. as number one um, because of the song choices you picked, but mostly because... Um, you had a story behind each one that kind of gave each song a purpose and a meaning in your life um, that was very important to you. Um, and again, just even there are songs on here that maybe I haven't heard or Sam hasn't heard, and I'm sure that a lot of younger people or people who aren't um, who haven't listened to Bob Dylan before would want to get into and listen to solely because of your experience from and them. some wise oh, advice to share. Uh, with oh, young and absolutely wise advice, great um, motivation for young songwriters getting into the game. Um, so we give the first place spot to you. Congratulations, Courtney. Thank so you. So here is your awesome. You that means a lot to and me. Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels and, and Grizzly, Grizzly Adams. So he'll be he'll be next to my on my pillow. Yeah, I was tonight. gonna say hang him right up next to your bed. Uh, man. All right, thank you guys for so tuning in the Minnesota Music Shakedown. Thank you to Ryan Thanks Young, T D Tom Mishke, Courtney Esmine, Sam Johns, Nicole Stanton. Woo. Thanks to Beto Club. Thanks for tuning in. Top five Bob Dylan. Woo-hoo.
Bringing home this week's episode of the Minnesota Music Shakedown is another song by one of the featured guests this week, John Forrest and the Model Citizens with their song Summer and Company off their 2022 EP, Love is a Company. Big thanks to Andrew Crowley from Organica Studios for assisting in post-production. This has been the Minnesota Music Shakedown. If you'd like to post your buck or two in the podcast tip jar, please go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Music. If you like what I do, check out my website, MarkSteryMusic.net for song or artist submissions. Please email me at MarkSteryMusic at gmail.com or message me on social media. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time.